3: So there's this woman running for Congress. Uh, I don't know how old she was. She seems young to me, but everybody seems young to me. Huh. Um, Ninety-seven. <laughs> um, youngest uh, looking black woman. You need to know the visual of this before you hear the ad, because the 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 um the ad's getting a lot of attention. She's in Baltimore, Maryland. She's running for Congress in Maryland, and uh, she's walking the streets of Baltimore. And, and and streets that look just like like a bombed-out city, practically. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, like, like a lot of inner-city urban areas, just pretty bad shape.
4: Well, what do you think? Uh, people can watch this at armstrongandgetty.com. I think it's under hot links, but uh, she's a very attractive woman. Uh, what do you figure she is, early 30s? She's good running, uh, just right there, running for Congress for the first time.
3: Yeah, I was going to guess mid-30s. but Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, everybody looks young to you. Because you're so old. She and was bitter. born in '82, making her about 38. There you go. You win. So uh, this is a little long, but I thought she's 40. Was... What's her workout regimen? It's good. Well, what's yours? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: you're looking at it right now.
5: Feel <laughs> your soul being crushed yet? Yeah. You're looking at it right now.
3: <laughs> Just appear to be sitting. <laughs> I'm kind of jiggling my leg. That's gotta be burning some calories, right? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but so this is a little bit long, but I think it's pretty good. And I'm I'm excited about the realignment of the parties and, and and where that's gonna go and everything like that. But again, this is a young black woman running for Congress out of Baltimore.
0: Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. I'm Kim Klasek. This is Baltimore, the real Baltimore. This is the reality for black people every single day. Crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is ten times the U.S. average. The Baltimore poverty rate is over 20%. Homicide, drug, and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? I do. The vast majority of crime in Baltimore is perpetrated against Black people, who make up 60% of the population. So why don't we care about our communities? The Democrat Party have betrayed the Black people of Baltimore. If the politicians walked the streets like I do, they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us. But they don't want to see it. They don't want you to see this. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police?
2: No. No.
0: No. Absolutely not.
2: I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police office, it's going to be worse than that. So no, I'm opposed to that.
3: What are you going to defund the police for? Why? How do you defend your city, your community? Families are losing people.
0: It's not just Baltimore. The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try. I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever, that we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever, despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasik, and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat.
3: So that growing um, uh, message that comes from her and Kanye and, and, and some others. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes Mm -hmm. over time. And it's, it's one of the tragic things about identity politics. I mean, to me on its face, identity politics are horrible at every level. But one of the problems is, you know, once you start feeling like you got to vote as a group or whatever, neither party's going to care about you if they can count on your vote as a group. Right. One of the best things about being a white male is that, um... Actually, I actually heard Jonah Goldberg talking about this on his podcast, how he never in his life has said, well, as a white person, I think, whereas, <laughs> you know, for a lot of other, other groups are expected to either think that way or do think that way. Or
4: get called out rather brutally yeah. for, for running in the other direction. I would never Going say against as, the tie.
3: as a white person, I think, because I know there's plenty of white people who don't agree at all with what I think. All right. Uh, on what it is. I might say as a dad, and, and it doesn't mean anything to my identity. I don't think about it ever. I would never say as a white person, I think because I don't feel about it, like, fit it in with my identity. And Mm -hmm. the same way that I would say as a dad, I think, or as a guy who lives in a rural area, I think, or as a guy who went to college, I think, or as a guy who pays taxes, I think, or any of these other things that are, you know, uh, that, that are something that I fit in with. I don't feel like that with a white person. So to, to do that with other races and genders just seems like a terrible idea on so many levels.
4: Yeah. Yep. Well, you need to listen to the podcast of hour two of the show. We talked a long time about uh, an absolutely brilliant piece describing how the, the neo Marxists, the, uh, the anti fascists, they call themselves or the anti racists or the woke or whatever is actually neo Marxism. And you have to have people in their groups. You have to have the classes constantly thinking of themselves as being in their class because you're trying to mobilize them by class and and get your revolution going. And if you have a situation where, for instance, white people and black people are like, yeah, we have differences, and, and sometimes you know I accidentally offend them or they misunderstand me, but we're working it out and we're good. You can't get your revolution going. You have to stoke that hatred. It's incredibly important. So that's that's why the so-called civil rights leaders of today, who are not civil rights leaders, they're Marxists, are completely rejecting the whole idea of a colorblind society or Martin Luther King's philosophy. They can't get the revolution going unless you hate each other.
3: I mean, Joe Biden and other politicians have gotten beaten up for, you know, slipping at various times and saying something that's clearly true, that they can count on the black vote. But right. it's just been true forever. You could count on 9 out of 10 black votes are going to go for the Democratic candidate. And if you can count on that, why do you spend a moment thinking what you have to do for that vote? Well, you don't. Right. right. That's the downside of voting as a block.
4: Right. It uh, reminds me of certain uh, union shops where the people can't get fired. Or, uh, more, even more notably government employees who can't get fired they don't have to work for your vote they're gonna get your vote no matter what they do so how hard do they work for not at all it seems so obvious but I tell you what I gotta you know I'm a fan of communication I'm a fan of skillful messaging and the Democratic Party has done a brilliant job of enticing and or terrifying black America into voting Democrat for now. Well, in the case of Baltimore, she said 51 years or 53 years, whatever it's been.
3: I would love, to, astonishing. Hear, I'd love to hear her debate Michelle Obama over that topic, since Michelle Obama had stated something uh, somewhat opposite the other night about the real danger to black people being police in their neighborhoods and that sort of thing. Oh, my and God, up. that was inexcusable. But anyway, um, conventions going on tonight? Well, okay, what does that even mean? We talked about that earlier. The Zoom conference, conferences, the Zoom call is going on tonight? The ratings are... There was a Zoom call last night? The ratings are way down, and, and some people on the right were taking glee in that or, uh, you know, showing that means the Democratic Party doesn't, nobody has any interest or whatever. I, I don't think it's any of those things. I think it's, it's, a, it's a YouTube phenomenon. Well, right. Well, it's- the con- conventions don't have any point. No, it's been stupid for decades. so if you stop watching, I'm not sure that means anything other than you caught on to the fact that they're pointless. but now it's a thing
4: to watch chunks of on on YouTube as you say or, or stream for a little bit or whatever it's not a it's not
3: a TV show anymore. Why would so. I tune in to watch the people in the order they're presented to me with commercial breaks? Who would do that mm-hmm.
4: I, I don't know. I heard about a couple of gals I think they were in North Carolina. Having a viewing party. A socially distanced viewing party. Yikes. Woo! Man, are you starred for entertainment? Can I buy some of your time? I need it.
3: But so, the the conventions themselves are run by people that are so incredibly out of touch, I guess. And that's true for both of them. Because they still have these themes. Did you know the theme Monday night was We the People? Did you know the theme last night was Leadership Matters? Now I and, do. And do you know that the theme tonight is a more perfect union? That means okay, nothing to nobody. I'd, lo- I'd love to have been in the meeting with the various people making a salary on coming up with what the theme was. Are these the people who like who are in charge of, and we're doing an under-the-sea to theme for this year's prom? <laughs> yes. Is this the, the yes. jobs they get in the when real they world? they get grown up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they grow up and give themes to things like it's this. It's going to be an enchanted evening at this year's Sadie Hawkins, Dance. Right. So, and your prom would have been no different if the theme had been our theme was Stairway yeah. to Heaven than if it had been Under the Sea or That's whatever. A rocking theme. Our, our,
4: <laughs> our theme was I'm not going. Yeah. Um, but on a purely practical level, though, I think I can explain it. The conventions, which used to be significant, you know, for decades now have been totally insignificant. But the parties have realized we can get an enormous amount of coverage. A.K.A. free advertising if we continue to put on this anachronistic dog and pony show. And now that you can't get together because of the Chinese bat fever um it's even stupider than ever but they haven't figured out how do we get enormous free political advertising out of the networks and websites and all unless we do the dog and pony show so they
3: do it rahm emanuel saying the other day on abc this week that we've been trying to kill these things for years and maybe this will finally do it i thought that was hilarious yeah that he actually said that out loud yeah he's been involved in those at very high levels and he says he's been. They've been trying to kill these things. They're dumb. Anyway, these are the people that will put out videos at some point tonight, and you can check them out or not. Nancy Pelosi, Hillary uh, Clinton. I have. It's so s- rare you get a chance to hear Nancy Pelosi talking. Right. I have some interest Lord. in the angle Hillary uh, will take. Not enough interest to actually listen to it. I, I trust me, I won't. I'll take in the echo chamber. I'll see some clips on Twitter if she says anything exciting. I'm not going to watch. Then Elizabeth Warren. Uh, some hey, people I'm I don't gonna. know. Uh then Kamala Harris. Um this is her this is a big deal for her, I guess. And then Barack Obama's gonna speak. Or put out a video. He was president for yeah. oh, a couple of terms, right? So. Big
4: name, Barack Obama. Okay. I'm Obama! Tra- i trying to fake a little excitement. Oh, i hearing not- these people speak. Oh, goody. <laughs> it's like somebody runs up to my wife breathlessly and says, Joe's going to say something. Joe's going to make a statement. She's thinking, oh, good. Great. Because I can't get that.
5: She's, <laughs>
4: Hillary Clinton's going to
5: speak? Oh. <laughs> Feel your soul being crushed yes! yet? Yes,
6: I do, and it hurts. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show. Well, this story is not for the kids. Romanian billionaire poisoned by call girl at a sex club featuring virgin ponies. (laughs) That's an escalating headline. Yeah, wow. Wow, that one. uh, Wait for it. (laughs) On Mars. It feels like it needs another (laughs) phrase. Um... Virgin Pony's strong band name. Just saying, yeah, that's good. Romanian billionaire tied to the sixty-five million-dollar heist of art by Picasso, Monet, and Matisse. I remember that a few years back. Um, yes. So he, he's been tied to it. He <laughs> he bought the well, he hired some, or you know, they fenced it. And he ended up with it. Yeah. Um, where do you think that stuff goes? When, when somebody steals super expensive art, it almost it certainly ends up in the hands of super rich criminals.
4: You got Russian slash Eastern European oligarchs, Chinese oligarchs, and uh, Arab sheikhs. Yeah. That's and where it all
3: goes. That's where it all goes. Yeah. Sure.
4: I do enjoy a daring heist
3: movie, though. Jewel on, Thief. On the night that Romanian billionaire Constantine Dineshu was fatally poisoned... Investigators say he'd been in the company of his two favorite Ukrainian lovers at a sex club that featured, among other things, virgin ponies. Well, he died as he lived. This guy he died was, doing what he loved, Sean. <laughs> How old was he? 69. Nice. Uh, oh, boy. He was known as the Baron of Luxury for his collections of sports cars, including a personalized Lamborghini, expensive art. That is not what I am known as. <laughs> i got to <laughs> no be pleasure. a Baron of something. Leisure? I don't know. i got to find something to be a baron of. The Duke of Disaster. <laughs> <laughs> his home was uh, said to be set up like a museum with secret rooms for art with questionable providence and grand halls for the art he brought b- bought legitimately. So, you know, he was okay. proud of his stolen...
4: Art. All right, I get it. Like, he had like a porn stash, except it was Matisse.
3: Uh, and the call girl that poisoned him has disappeared. So somebody may have paid her to... Uh, who knows what went on there. He, uh, he reportedly hired two or more high-priced uh, call girls at a time, frequented a number of sex clubs, and held orgies at his home.
4: Well, if you're a billionaire, you're not going to hire
3: crack hoes. I mean, you're going to... nothing but the best for the Duke of Luxury. Do you think it's like the deal at the airport where it's, you know, like $8 for a single and then like eight fifty for a double? Yeah, <laughs> that's how they get you to drink the big beer.
4: As if I need a reason. Uh, what What is it? The Baron of Luxury?
3: Yeah, I wish there was more about the virgin ponies, though. What
4: does that mean? Well, Jack, when two ponies love each other very much,
3: and they want baby ponies. But they want to wait till they find the right pony. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> no, virgin pony. What is the... What? I don't know. I- I'm always amazed by these guys because I dabbled in pleasure-seeking. Oh, well... For normal people, I think I did a pretty good job of trying, but com- compared, to, <laughs>
1: compared to people well like done.
3: compared to people like that, you know. Uh I was barely trying at all. But never I, got to the routinely hiring a couple of call girls no, for sex orgies no, at your place no, nights? No, oh. or even close. You want to see my renoir? <laughs> but I just I found it incredibly unfulfilling fairly quickly. I don't know how these people live to be old. And just continue to get nicer cars and fancier this or that, and and it it must still give them sort of pleasure if they keep. Because I Are okay, I got always a, chasing. Okay, I got a nice car. I get it. This just another one would just be it'd be the same thing. Okay, yeah. I've been to this place. I've been to this kind of hotel. I've done this. I've done that. Whatever. Whoop de doo I mean, it just it didn't satisfy me, but it must satisfy these people. I guess it does. Well, uh, briefly.
4: Yeah, it amuses them for a
3: while, but right? they don't. But they don't then say, "Well, ultimately, I'm not getting my pleasure through this. I must come up with something else." No, they they figure a nicer car, right. a hotter chick, a whatever. I right. think a lot of the pleasure that these types gain from it is from walking normals through their art museum gallery house and having them kind of like envy. Yeah, that's pretty weak too. The Annie. It's like being a drug addict. That's incredibly weak. Also.
6: And Getty, The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So,
3: not watching the uh so-called convention, and it's not a political stand or anything like that. I just don't think there's anything of any interest to me happening there.
4: It's a Zoom I'm, conference. I'm not going to so watch
3: what? next week either. People I watch, who jabber every day are having a Zoom conference. What do I care? I'll watch Biden on Thursday because uh, I want to hear what he has to say and I want to see how well he says it. And I'll I, probably watch Trump next week. That's about the extent of it. I'm interested in Obama's speech, particularly too, just because I'm a fan of his. So I'm I want to see how he navigates these waters yeah i have a feeling whatever he says if it's uh, extraordinary will reach me through twitter and yeah. that's where i'll pick it up speaking of
4: uh, obama his uh, his old lady michelle um is is a cult-like figure in america she's worshipped in many quarters incredibly high approval ratings it, yeah it's I, I don't quite get it she seems like a loving mom she's obviously very bright um, it, she's mostly a dignified person all she's fine but the worshipfulness is weird to me but she spoke last night uh at the uh democratic uh, zoom conference and her speech was lavishly praised it doesn't begin to describe the the combination they're like a horned up lap dog, the media they just went crazy over it and some of it was fine i mean from a democrat's point of view it was good it was solid but she said at least one thing that was horrific inexcusable and nobody even brought it up uh you know not surprisingly tucker carlson noticed it and he talked about it but uh, we'll play the clip then uh, some of the stuff tucker tucker said about it
0: and here
5: at home As George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and a never ending list of innocent people of color continue to be murdered, stating the simple fact that a black life matters is still met with derision from the nation's highest office. Now we don't want to be too harsh about this, we're not lawyers, but we understand the constitutional limits of the First Amendment in this country is now defined. No shouting fire in a crowded theater, no criticizing Michelle Obama. We know that. So we're going to say this as gently as possible, meaning absolutely no disrespect and of course being certain to pronounce everyone's name correctly. But what you just heard was a total and complete crock. A never-ending list of innocent people of color continued to be murdered? That's what Michelle Obama told us. Well, no. So far this year, there have been a total of eight unarmed black men killed by police in this country. Not a never-ending list. Eight. Last year, there was a total of 14. So what Michelle Obama just told you is a total lie, a calculated lie, a lie designed to make America more fearful, more angry, more divided, and thereby help her candidate win. That's what Michelle Obama just did but pretty much no one pointed out last night they were too afraid to. Because as Michelle Obama made very clear, if you disagree with what she says, you are a bigot. Did she use the word murdered? Y-
3: yes. A uh, never-ending list. Because that list of eight, that, that that's not even murders. I mean, those aren't murders, are they? Were all those? Well, or,
4: eight were unarmed black men, but, were but the, in several cases, the unarmed black man was trying to get the cops gun. But, so. not,
3: but in not all those cases of that short list were police uh, charged with or convicted of murder.
4: Oh, nor should be, no. No, and some they should be. And they are absolute yeah, affronts I'm, against civil rights, and everyone, black, brown, yellow, and purple, and everything in between should should be against it as an
3: American. Yeah, I mean, I talked about the podcast Sam Harris did a couple months ago. Man, it's worth seeking out. He goes a deep dive on the stats of all this. It's a pretty small number of times that police um, likely are murdering someone.
4: Right. Well, and to the extent that there's a never-ending list of murders of black people there absolutely is and it's in democratic-run cities and it's often by other black people and it's it's a terrible scourge that is a never and i list. am concerned about it absolutely the other uh, the thing that uh, tucker made a reference to at the end and i don't think we have it um but what michelle obama said immediately after that was that now there are some people who don't want to hear my message because I'm a black woman. And and she did precisely what Tucker accused her of, saying, if you disagree with her, it's because you're a bigot. It was just, it was a horrific speech. It was blatantly inaccurate, wildly irresponsible, and grotesquely unfair. Lay off my way. Well, I tell you what. I will not be cowed into silence, and it may well cost me my career, but... I, and I don't know exactly what her angle is. I doubt she's an avowed Marxist. I think she is part of the liberal uh, America. And, and listen to uh, our number two of the podcast today from today's show, if you didn't catch it. She's one of those useful liberals who is being convinced by the Marxists that their complaint is legit and she should be on their side. But they push, and they push, and they push, and there will be no healing. There will just be division until the revolution comes. That's what they're trying to do. But that was, that was horrible, what she said. There are some who don't want to hear my message because I'm a black woman. I'm not allowed to respectfully
1: disagree?
3: Yeah, well, it's Jason Whitlock, who was also on Tucker Carlson last night. He's a black uh, journalist who has been saying that sports stars, the media, Michelle Obama there are, are promul- promulgating spreading a uh, a narrative in which Floyd was an innocent victim of racist police officers and it's just not true according to a, a, f- a fair number of people on the left who are trying to look at this fairly when they uh, when they watch the whole video um now he was murdered at the end by a guy there's no doubt about that and and uh, and and it was it's horrifying and horrifying to watch and all that but um to know that he was the target of of a racist intent, we don't know that. boy. But well, this- he was
4: having a manic episode because of drugs, and he was having a huge panic attack. And the cops actually disgusted when you see the whole thing. I can't remember the name of the syndrome, but there's a syndrome, and people die from it, just that. They can die in the back of a police car. So the guy kneeling on him absolutely did not help his, his health whatsoever, but... If he gets convicted of much, it won't be too much.
3: Now, Kamala Harris, who's speaking tonight. Rem- but I'm sorry, but there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that it was racial. But remember when they, on the, on the an- anniversary of Michael Brown getting shot by police, it was Kamala Harris who, who tweeted out about, you know, that, I think she called that a murder. She and Elizabeth Warren both did. And I wonder if she brings that up in her speech tonight.
4: When it was unquestionably not a murder, according to, of all people, Barack Obama and Eric Holder.
3: Right. Well, that's interesting. God dang it.
4: Dividing us by race is a raw grab for power. It's an undisguised, well, it is disguised, come to think of it. That's a poor choice of words. That is an undisguised man in that disguise. Um, it, is, it is a carefully disguised but absolutely blatant power uh, grab maneuver. It's straight out of Marxism. If the proletariat, the working class, says, you know, actually the business people are pretty nice to me, and a lot of them are really nice, and I'm getting a promotion, and, and I might start my own business. If you have the proletariat saying that, you'll never get a Marxist revolution going. Likewise, the racial thing, if you have black people and white people saying, well, we, we disagree sometimes and there are misunderstandings and I know they're racists, but overall, I think those are nice people. You'll never get your revolution going. So they can't have racial uh, reconciliation. They don't want it. That's not what they that's not what's happening in Portland. It's not a demonstration for racial equity. It's Marxists trying to start a revolution. And, and some of you think I sound nuts right now. In five years, I guarantee you, you'll think of this segment and think, you know, he wasn't that out there, come to think of it.
3: Mm. That's fine. This is a jarring uh, transition, I realize, but uh, the story I did earlier about the Romanian billionaire known as the Baron of Luxury. Yeah, and the Virgin Ponies. Does anybody have any idea what that is? I was just going to throw that out there. The Virgin Ponies? Yeah, Well, I know what a Virgin Pony is, but as a... As a um uh as a feature of a sex club, uh, no, I, I can't imagine. What's a virgin? What's the appeal of advertising? We have virgin ponies? Under, as opposed to like a old soiled slut of a pony. Well, or is it what? for the kids to ride while you're at the orgy, or what? Are <laughs> right, the ponies? Is this the sex club daycare <laughs> thing? I'm completely <laughs> befuddled. <laughs> anybody knows i'm hoping they're just a decoration sort <laughs> our text line is 415-295-KFTC or it's a mistranslation from the romanian i'm just gonna google orgies and do an image search and see if i come up with any <laughs> and, answers. And, and ponies oh jeez no i'm not going to do that eh, it's on a work computer you're fine yeah it. exactly michael do you have anything to say on this topic
1: uh no i don't actually <laughs>
4: I- I, I thought you back. might throw in a little, nay means nay.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> Always the horse joke.
3: Um, But if anybody knows what that means. Uh, that was a jarring transition. Yeah, it was. We'll f- try to finish strong. <laughs> but- yeah.
6: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe
4: you've heard the headline that the last 100 days were the best 100 days in the history of the stock market. I ran across this piece by Ethan Wolf. Um, Ethan Wolf Man is his name. Are you you got to change your name, don't you? What? Why? It's hyphenated. Wolf. W O L F-F-man, M-A-N-N. His
3: name is Wolfman. I will legally change my name to Wolfman. Why would you ever remove that if that's what you actually are? You remember Wolfman Pizza in uh, Charlotte? Absolutely. Uh, Founded by Barry Wolfman. It was? Yeah. Should that person have changed their name too, Joe? Yeah. (laughs) You're right. I was wrong.
4: (laughs) But this, uh, normally Yahoo is so far left, it just, it, it, it will tumble over, but the finance uh, is pretty good. Stock market just retaught investors a crucial lesson. Uh, and they talk about the insanity of the time and the global pandemic and the rest of the thing. But those who stayed on sidelines missed the best 100 days ever. Oh. Up until recently, the best 100-day run was 45.9% increase uh, beginning in July of 2009 after the financial crisis, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the fact that the best 100 days of all time came amid one of the worst years for the economy in recent history underscores the key lesson advisors have continuously harped on. You, a regular person, are probably very bad at timing the market. Um, and then they mention a, a bunch of statistics that prove the point. Um, but the con and, and this is actually... Uh, you know, Donald Trump doesn't want to hear this, but the stock market is not the economy and the economy is not the stock market They're They have their relatives. All right. They know each other. They meet on a fairly regular basis. And if one's happy, often the other one's happy, but not all the time. So claiming, you know, things are great, the market is
3: up, is pretty ridiculous. There's a lot of people in this country having the toughest economic times they've had in their lives. Oh, yeah. A lot, millions and millions and millions. Yes. While we set records every single day.
4: Yeah, and and frankly, uh, I think uh, the president is tone deaf in in saying what he's right. saying about the market right. honestly and I just It's cuz he's
3: been a, a rich guy <clears throat> hanging around other rich guys his whole life where the market affect your net worth right. on a daily basis
4: yeah the only person who can get Donald Trump uh, turn Donald Trump into a one-term president is Donald Trump I believe that firmly there's no way in hell Joe Biden can beat him not even close if Trump is disciplined and sticks to his good side but anyway we all we've we've been watching the last four years all of us uh, there's no need to finish that thought um <laughs> but uh, they make an excellent point there it, nobody would think well I tell you what I'll bet the stock market is about to skyrocket. Well, one of the reasons is there's nowhere else to put your money. What are you going to invest in? You used to be able to get money from just having it in the savings account, but that doesn't really happen anymore. Or buying bonds or money markets or a dozen different financial instruments. Or... You know, or going with the, you know, the emerging markets funds or something like that. No, the United States stock market is where all of the world's money is right now. And I'm slightly concerned that uh, the next
3: year or so could be a rocky ride. Well, if you knew back in March it was going to go up 50%, you'd probably sell your kidneys in your car and walk to work to invest in the stock market. It would have been such a good idea. But, you know, even if you did know for an awful lot of people, I mean, do you remember what that looked like back then? Unless you got a ton of extra money, you're thinking, I'm going to lose my job probably, too, in the next couple of months. Right. Or all my customers lost their jobs. Even if I get to keep this place open, I got nobody coming in to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, there were all kinds of reasons why you couldn't go- jump into the stock market, even if you knew it was going to go up. Right. Or as you've pointed out, even if you open and you have customers, you can't get any inventory. I've been to a couple of different stores like that. They got nothing to sell. How sucky is that? I'm astounded that
4: both the Republicans and the Democrats, well, I'm not astounded, but I am mildly surprised they both went home. They recessed the Congress without coming to a deal. Nancy ordered her troops back to deal with the freaking phony post office thing. But not the financial, uh, you know, bailout.
3: Interrupt your thing. vacation or back to school plans or meeting with local constituents or whatever to come back for the post office flap, not right. for the biggest health financial crisis of right. the last hundred years.
4: But the point I was working toward was that um, the economy and the market, frankly, are only not dead because of a mind blowing amount of money pumped in by the federal government. Mm. Borrowed and and pumped in or printed, um, which is in the long run borrowing anyway. Um, And and so, yeah, I've got to believe they're going to get their act together. But it's um, as I started to say, I'm not astounded by am I am mildly surprised that even an issue this critical to this many Americans, they preferred having the issue so they can fight about it in the election rather than solving the issue. Um, I didn't think they could be that craven uh, and, and and heedless of the pain Americans are feeling. Uh, but in about a month, it'll be like violence in the streets. And I don't mean in the crazy-ass blue city streets. I mean in normal towns. They're, you're going to have terrible foreclosures and evictions and, and uh, unemployment, mind-boggling levels. Yet, they prefer to have the issue to fight about it than solve it.
3: And now. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty.
4: Engage. Here's your
3: host, <laughs> Joe Getty.
4: Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. You press the buttons in the control room. Michael. your final thought?
5: Yes, yeah, for people living in California and for Jack as well. Uh, set your thermostat to 87 degrees. Unplug your refrigerator from 3 to 5 and use natural sunlight. Help your neighbors keep the electricity on. Quit expecting
3: so much. Quit expecting electricity. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Yeah, I really have a breakfast burrito problem. I need to figure out some sort of subscription service because just paying full retail every day for when I get the cravings for the breakfast burrito, that's not sound financial planning <laughs> strategies. That's right. You're a fool. you got to buy wholesale. Jack, final thought? Sean threw this out during one of the commercial breaks. If you took Joe Biden off the ticket, and just put a random American in. Who would poll higher? Not even a random, but said, uh, we will. with this vote, we will select a random American. So you don't even get to know who it is before. I, I think am. they would do, uh, since it's mostly about being against Trump that people are voting, I yeah. think that person would do as well, maybe even better yes. than Biden. They're, it's the classic empty vessel. Uh, my final
4: thought is that Arab men went off on caravans for months uh, or to war, left their wives and daughters with the field hands. But because those field hands were eunuchs, they had no fear, fear of things going sideways when they were gone. What about trust? That's, huh? th- that's <laughs> Better to remove their balls than you don't have to worry hey, about trust.
3: I'm not going to sex up your wife. You don't have to cut my testicles off. You I, might. I just She's lonely. lonely.
4: You're lonely. <laughs> She's kind of hot. Uh, yeah, everything you need
3: to know about eunuchs. So my wife drove 14 hours. The other day, taking our son to a doctor's appointment, saw one Biden bumper sticker. Wow, seventy some days before a presidential election, and there's a decent chance—better than decent chance—he's going to win. One Biden bumper sticker in 14 hours of driving on very, you know, heavily trafficked roads. Did she see any eunuchs? Isn't that something? How many magazine advertisements? <laughs> You don't think it's a measure of anything? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that
4: fabulous uh, Maryland GOP candidate ad, young black woman, the Portland mob beating video. It's terrible. The article of the day, the challenge of Marxism, brilliant. Long and a little difficult. Or you can just listen to the podcast of hour two of the show today.
3: I'll count today. I'll bet I see more Bernie bumper stickers than Biden
5: bumper stickers Guaranteed. today. Guaranteed.
3: See you tomorrow. God bless America.
6: You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that.
5: I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes.
6: <laughs> That's
2: sad. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
3: Not uh, good. And just... Change the channel from this
5: mesmerizing horror show. We'll be
1: better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
5: It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase what you're doing? Feel your soul being crushed yet? Armstrong and Getty.
3: your perfect home sweet home
5: okay round
1: 2 name something that's not boring
0: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
1: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: See new things, try new things, go back centuries while living in the moment, forge new paths while discovering old ones, pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of your. immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind your heart and your body on a river cruise exclusively from avalon waterways save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com avalon is cruising elevated